Hey, morning, welcome to Mind Fuel. This is me, KJ, aka Mind Focus Discipline, with my co host Chet. How are you? Morning, how you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good, man, I'm good. We've, we've had a, a good start of the day already, isn't it? Always, always. <laughs> Connecting with new people, having new, um, new visions, new aspirations for That's someone right. else. That's right. right. Always talking to experts always helps. It does, it does. So yeah, today, the essence of the whole podcast today, inviting you, the listener, we're going to be talking about connection. Connection. Chip. Let's get connected and that's what it's about, you know. In this modern world, we're connected by so many different avenues, but most people feel that they're connected just through their smartphone, you know. There was a great article on the BBC I'm reading yeah. that being connected to your phone or whatever's on your phone is going to be uh, a conflict with religion and war. Wow. And that was very interesting. So basically, it's, a, it's becoming a very much a tribal existence. You know, you, it's yes. acceptable. You know, I was in London a few days. It's acceptable getting a night tube and every single person on your tube was on their phone. Wow. It's a, religion. it's a it's religion. It's a religion. Wow. Everyone is dedicated to the religion of the phone. Wow. And that's very interesting, you know. And it made me really realize that I was the only one who wasn't in the religion. Trying to make some eye contact. Trying to make some eye contact. Okay, and tell me why. Did you get any eye contact? Yeah, because they smiled and I was making connection. And I thought, okay, I'm going to test the ground. Yeah. So I made connection. I smiled. And the yeah. person um, was watching something on their phone or something. Yeah. And all I did is said... Guess what? I need to get off of Tower Bridge. How far is Millennium Bridge? From? Just ask the question. I knew where it was. And as soon as I said that, don't worry about it. Just get off London Bridge. Take a left. Go through Borough Market. She was very connected and gave yeah. all that information. Yeah. Okay. She, I said, thank you. She even said to me, uh, you better start getting up now because your step's coming. Wow. And I was like, that was a simple connection. Exactly. And that's how simple connection can be where people think oh I'm not going to speak to him because they're on the phone or they're listening on the headphones of course but you know I feel that anyway even London <laughs> yeah you can get connected wow wow London is a tough ground to some degree in terms of uh, social connectivity people are into their phones they're they got headphones on everyone seems to be in a rush but then we as a society we've said it's okay be in a rush be so consumed in yourself about self-preservation that that will take you forward that will make you happy but i wanted to ask um Chet, what, what do you have to say about the rise of people um in places like metropolitan places like london manhattan even 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 chicago and other places where people are now writing on their status is that i'm a social person can you explain that phenomenon <laughs> go, go on um, I, I think, you know, it's a great phrase. I'm going to um, resonate this. Um, fake it till you make it. <laughs> and that's what that's about. I'm a social animal. Yeah. Just going out Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, drinking, consuming, going to cheeky Nando's, going to bars and clubs. Does that make you a social animal? Or are you just going there because it's part of being a tribe? Is it okay not to go out for Friday drinks? Is it okay? You know, I saw in London, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, you know, yeah. I was near a bank, and the number of bankers 
who were still drinking out late with their Prosecco red wine. And I was thinking, don't these people have any loved ones at home? Do these guys don't have any kids at home? Where's yeah. their true connection? Or do they have to be connected to drinking in certain bars and restaurants and drinking a certain product? So are they attached to, you know, the next question we'll ask KJ is, are they attached to the brands? You know, they all had certain types of clothing. Yeah. You know, they all didn't wear Primark suits um, in the bar that I walked past. So are they connected to the bars, the brands, uh, to the looks? Yeah. You know, everyone looked a certain way, let's say. And so what's real connection? So what is connection then? Do you have to be connected to something to be connected to someone else? All the bankers dressed very similar. I just want to tell you that. Yeah. Okay, similar colored suits, similar color look. No one was looking like if they just woke up late or they had to, and everyone still had their ties on. It's nine o'clock at night. It's humid on the River Thames and everyone still had the tie up. Wow. That, that made me realize that I have to be connected and got to have a certain look. Wow, wow. Uh, <clears throat> just to echo that, I think people are more connected with their status over humanity because status in itself gives you like a, like a pass. If you're a millionaire or if you're known for doing certain things, you, you get away with things. People just say, oh, he's, he's a footballer. He's got so much things yeah. in their mind. But I think we need to stop making excuses for people just because they've got uh, notoriety, they're known for things. We need to remember that, hey, this person is, has just become successful because they provided a solution or they were very good at one specific thing. And, and I think that in itself is robbing people of their humanity. No one is really willing to connect with people on a personal level. Because I tell you this, regardless if someone is rich, poor, we all go through the same human experiences. And I think it's, in, in places that are metropolitan, we're making excuses. I, I, I resonate that. Is there, I was listening to something on Gary Vee. Yeah. And Gary Vee said something very long time. Here's a question. Do you want a million pounds or a million friends? And he said it that simple. I want to say that again. Yeah. Do you want a million pounds with no friends or a million friends? What do you want? I'll, I'll, I'll pick friends. And that's how simple it is. Everyone is striving for something else, but it's a question of what do you want to want with that connection? You can have the money, but true happiness, true connection is with humanity you have it's to share people. it you, you gotta share you have to share it you know um, I, was, I was watching this uh, view I think this guy uh, forgot his, 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 his platform but he was talking about how he had a startup and he rose quite well in funding it was now worth 100 million and guess what it happened seemingly overnight he says but guess what the insecurities were still there then you realize that actually money just gives you the ability to do much. It gives you influence and you choose what kind of influence you will live on this earth, whether you are actually going to build people up or you're going to be in self-preservation mode. And so you are saying money in itself, the pursuit of money in itself doesn't bring joy, doesn't bring peace. What actually brings peace is you actually doing something and touching people's lives. And something I'm going to say, being 40, um, I've coached quite a few people this year, almost about 35 people. And one thing what they all have in common, the ones who have um, suffered from maybe depression, yeah. or anxiety, 
they're all disconnected and and that's what they all have in common they've all wow. disconnected from the rat race or with community or friends or family and that's what's created the depression in the first place of course and i'm like so the reason why you disconnected is because it's too much for you mm-hmm. and sometimes you may have to conform to society and you don't want to conform that's so right. you're disconnected so you're keeping yourself to yourself you're not going out you're no. not meeting your friends for football or going for a walk or any weddings or parties you're not there yeah but that's going to create depression and create a disease to be even better bigger sorry yeah because for me connection you need that to live you need it and i think uh human beings have for so long we've thought we needed things for progress so the sign for progress we've we've created a better system a better society better housing better this but we were forgetting that we ourselves need to be better in in, co- in our community how we give back how we talk even give you an example i was watching this uh, documentary where they found that the happiest place for someone to live in the world is i think a place in northern ireland and guess what they still they're so they're so the community is so intact everyone knows each other in the street not because they're in each other's business you hear people saying i don't want people in my business no what if someone actually genuinely cares and someone is knocking on your door to tell you oh hello mate your car has got a flat tire but people are like, i don't want people in my business there people know each other they actually even borrow salt to each other. If someone is missing a bin bag, so I've got one, don't worry, you can go ask James, he lives down the street. And they found out that in this area, in this still small area, that people are still happy. But guess why? Because they've got community. They are talking to their neighbors. How many people know their neighbors by name? How many people even have a conversation with their neighbor? Know the, what the work their neighbor does as an occupation? Think on that chair. So why are we not making them connections? The ones, especially next door neighbour, our work colleagues. Why are we becoming more disconnected, but more connected to the phone and searching what they're doing on social media? Why are we flipping the paradigm? So we, rather than having the conversation mm-hmm. of how was your holiday, we're now scrolling through the pictures on Facebook, finding out all the things that we've done on holiday, and then having envy. And not talking about the conversation. Because that's what's happening, I that, That's what's happening. And I feel people are looking at people's highlight stories because it's convenient. I don't need to come and ask you and say, why are you so driven in life? Not knowing that actually behind that there was a trauma. Someone passed away. People, I don't, they don't want to expose themselves. They don't want to make themselves vulnerable. And but I, but and that's I, true growth. That is true growth being vulnerable talking it out and i think that's what's happening it's the convenience of saying i get to know your life without me actually coming to talk to you it's got its own benefits if someone is across maybe in america and you really like what they do you can look at how they do things but then that can never take away the face-to-face encounter with that person and i think we've forgotten how powerful face-to-face encounters are and also there's something very, we're becoming very self-driven. It's very interesting when I scroll through um, social media and just look at platforms. I would say almost 80, 90% of what people post or put out there is about their yep. self, self, about themselves. Self-image. My son got this award. I 
uh, ran 5k. I went to this restaurant. I, it's all about the I, I, I. And for me, we need to flip it to the we. We. Yeah. We went to this X place, you know, but it's not about the I. No. And it's a bit, a bit like, I don't have a son. And it's very interesting that um, I play football yeah. and um, I'm playing football this Sunday actually with my community. And I'm the most harshest person on, <laughs> on other young football players. And all the other fathers look at me and think, you're so harsh. I'm like, yeah, because I want them to grow. I don't yeah. have opportunity. My, yeah. You know, my daughters don't play football. So, yeah. you know, I am connected to them yeah. and I feel that they have potential. Of course. And, you know, I have some talent that I can share with them and I support them on that yeah. journey. And that's what I want. I want them to be better. It's very interesting yeah. that I, I give more, more constructive criticism to my opponents than yeah. my own players. Wow. And that's, everyone's like, yeah, but they're against us. Yeah, but we all play together. Exactly. Do you understand that? I said, oh, you, you skied the shot. I said, you should put your head down. And at the end of the day, you take another touch and you would have scored, but you didn't. So it's a question of, we need to really think about the we rather than the I. And if the community grows, yeah. you, we will grow within the community. Exactly. And there's too many people trying to be the tallest tree in the forest. And, I've, and the fruit that they bear is not even coming down. Very good. It's staying there. And I, and I think that's a very dangerous thing. If, if, if someone was to be influential, I would expect someone to also help other people rise up. And I think that is what makes a comedy thriving. It's you bring someone up, you encourage someone else. And I think most people, they realize that when there are people involved, it's going to be ups and downs. You need to be patient. But why don't people want to share the fruit? They work so hard for it. Why? Because society is saying, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. The more you save up, it's good. Have a pension plan. But I'm telling you that that pension, if you're going to be the only person enjoying that without your grandchildren, they don't want nothing to do with you because you're never home. You are doing a 60-hour work week. Your children just know you as, the, as a parent who works themselves to, 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 to bed. Guess what? Your pension and everything else that you thought was actually a good thing was actually bad. Because I'll give you an example. There was a guy, um, he was a billionaire. His kids wanted nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him. Because guess what? In his head, he's always said, I'm doing this for you. But really, you were never doing it for them. You were doing it for yourself. The kids would have appreciated dad home and just going for a cycle in the park. But you thought, no, I want to get my kids a house when they're 16. They won't appreciate that. But here's a question. Why don't people want to give to others? So there's a great story. My, my mother's dad had, obviously my mother is one of eight, and they had a, like an adopted son. Yeah. So my granddad adopted this son, not part of the family, it was one of his best friend's son, and he came to this country. His mum and dad weren't here. And he adopted him like his, his. It was yeah. eight siblings plus him. Yeah. Okay, his name's Biku. And obviously he's not part of the family, but he was there. Yeah. And they treated him as a brother, sister, whatever you want to call it. And now he works for British Airways. He's the most educated person in all the siblings. Mm -hmm. He went to private. He's self-driven, very motivated and very successful and very nice, humble person he is. Yeah. And he's 50 years old. He's very different. He didn't have kids. He got married a lot later in life. 
But it's very interesting that all the other siblings see him as a role model to think, wait a minute, he was our like almost extra brother mm-hmm. and he did the best and he's the happiest and he's still in London, very content. His mm-hmm. doors are always open. And ironically, because of that, he because he has no kids, yeah. he opened a school in India to help other people just like him. So the whole cycle's continued. Yeah. So it's almost not just about him, it's about someone else. So he's thinking, why did this person, he already got eight kids who are looking after me, another one. Why would he do that? Yeah. So now the cycle continues and it's made me realize that sometimes if we make other people grow, he's a role model for your own family, your own own incubator, your own forest. Whereas, guess what? Throw your seeds far. You know, there's no point just giving your fruits to the closest. For me, throw your fruits to the furthest people away from you. Wow. That's an amazing story, man. I'm just taking that all in. So why why don't people throw their fruit to the furthest people? For the people they don't even really know. They're probably disconnected. I think this, we as a generation have lost a bit of foresight because we are so cons- we are so consumed by the immediate the now and our tomorrow our view of tomorrow in itself has become so so short-sighted we don't think long term no more we think now and from your story man I, I could just coin it as this one selfless act right has got the power to change someone's life and destiny forever because imagine if he wasn't ad- adopted, yeah. he would have never grown up to realize what it was to be once an outcast yeah. and be loved. So he understands the fact that there's, how can you know sweetness when you've never tasted it? How can you know love when you've never been abandoned? So he knew that the same people were still going through the same traumas because the human experience yeah. hasn't changed. Yeah. But you realize that probably in the family, people took each other for, for granted as siblings because you forget yeah. as siblings you forget that well, hold on I've only got maybe two siblings and that's all I have let's make the best of it and get along with each other some people will choose to be at war at odds with probably your greatest blessing you ever have it's because you're looking at it with a wrong perspective of family and being selfless man I think so man so you talk about connections regarding family friends but Obviously, there's so many feuds mm-hmm. within the family. So how do you stay connected? All right. Uh, uh, every family has got its things. That's a given. When they're human beings, they're problems. Right? We know that. But then, guess what? That is what makes the experience. You cannot have... That's what gives you a full, rounded experience. Because they, they are going to be... This, no one is perfect. So there's going to be these moments where people are doing certain behaviors that are contrary to what keeps a family unit going. But coming out of that, supporting someone, seeing someone change is what makes you know that people are able to become better. But that's only done by you remaining in the stick of it. Not by saying, you know what, my family is messed up, I'm out of here. What that does shows you that you are just escaping. You've always been escaping. So your, 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 your train of thought will be always going to escape. When things get tough, get what? You're going to run away. But rather than if you stayed in that moment and you said, you know what? I don't care if my mom's got an alcohol problem. I don't care if my sister's got a, uh, an, abusive, it's an abusive relationship. I'm here to stand and support you till you become better. 
then you will grow. You know, the more the suffering, the better the glory. That's why I think. Thank you, KG. That's very strong. And you're right, you know, people are walking away from true bonds or trying to detach themselves from the difficult life, difficult choices. Life is about difficult choices. Yeah. And something I'm going to try and share about is me and KJ are attached to communities where there are certain um, stereotypes, certain pillars, certain values That's right. um, that we are not aligned to. Uh, so KJ, how do you support people who are trying to align themselves with different values and visions? You know, trying to, we're still commu- connected in the community, yeah. but our thinking and our mindsets are very different. So how do you deal with isolation? Um, for me, how I deal with it is by remaining as a beam of light. So you have to be walking the talk. So we, we, we can talk about being having the right perspective, but sometimes people learn by looking. So if words don't work, someone says, let your behavior, let your actions do the talking. We, we have that phrase, right? Actions speak louder than words. There's certain situations where you've talked enough, now you just gotta live it. I want to share that. That's right. You've got to live that choice and be comfortable with what it is, even if it's different. So what you eat, what you drink, what you do, how you exercise, where, what, what clothing you buy, right. what car you drive, what holidays you want to aspire to. All these things are your choices. And guess what? Society will tell you where to go, what to do. And you get a choice. Whether you're going to listen or not, you've got a choice. Let me give you a great example. Um, <laughs> I know so many people right now, between probably 25 and 40, are hitting Ibiza. And it's very interesting why. Because you should have done, I- a lot of people do Ibiza when they're 17, 18. And if you lose it, the big scene is 25 to 40 because it's upped its scale. Mm. The clubs are still massive, become more exclusive. All the pop stars, movie stars are all hitting Ibiza because it's almost a lost generation. Yo, you've got to hit it before you get too old. And, but the question is, my question is why? Are you hitting it because you want to try and look back to the old memories, the nostalgia? Also, for me, um, I was in Leeds a few weeks ago and I connected with a friend that I've not seen for 18 years. Wow. So he was at university, this guy called Ravinder. Um, we were at uni for three years, you know, great. And we just got disconnected, you know, for whatever reason. You know, I, I agree, got disconnected. And we reconnected (laughs) after 18 years. And the conversation we had for three, four hours was phenomenal. And it just brought everything to back to realize, now I know why I was connected with him for three years at university. And we've not really changed. We're we're 40-year-old men now, wife and two kids. He's got two kids and I've got two kids. But we really aligned because his vision and my vision are very similar. We're very simple, humble people trying to do the best for our family. And... He's connected in his community too, but he's trying to go a different path too. And it's yeah. quite ironic. We both graduated in accountancy. Yeah. And for the first two, three years of our life, we both had a battle with society and our own minds to say, we didn't really like doing it. And he had a battle to not do it. And ironically, he went back into accountancy because he tried to fight it, said, I want to do something else. But yeah. then he realized, maybe that is what my destiny and my direction was. Yeah. So now he's a phenomenal accountant. He's qualified. You know, he's, he's a top dog in one of the Leeds firms. And the conversation we have, sometimes we have a battle to be connected or disconnected. Yeah. But maybe that is our path. 
and people are fighting to do something different. Yeah. But I feel that everyone's the same. So everyone's trying to get them unique mm-hmm. Nikes, but you're still wearing Nikes. Mm-hmm. Everyone still wants the top of the range BMW or Range Rover. But when I look around, everyone's still driving similar black BMWs and Range Rovers. So what are you striving to do? You know, are you trying to just conform? Do you think it's easy to conform, KJ? Mm-hmm. Wow, Jay. That's interesting. I think it's, it's quite easy to conform because you don't have... Once you conform, you don't have your voice. But that's what people are forgetting. Once you become this person who lives under people's opinions, you take away your voice and your voice counts. And I think I just wanted to echo that. Your voice matters. And you, by you not conforming, you're actually saying, I've got a voice. And I don't really, well, hold on. Why is everyone doing this? when we know it's not good for us, while it is violating our conscience. And I think people don't want to talk about things like that. They don't want to talk about things that are internal. But the internal things do determine how you face life. You're right. And that's why um, mental health is such a big thing in primary schools, secondary schools. It is. on the news today again. People are not comfortable talking about anxiety, stress, depression. You know, suicide. Yeah, suicide. You know, all these things. You know, violence. Why is it? People don't want to talk about their inner feelings because it's hidden. People are happy to show their external feelings. External feelings. And, but but then I think it's a good thing that there's been an awareness to mental health. That means there's a, there's there are solutions. But the question is, right now, it's. Um, Something, you know, I'm a 40-year-old person. Mental health wasn't suggesting anything in primary school, secondary school, even at university. There's no support structures, really. Even now. Now yeah. it's, um, it's very interesting that head teachers and primary school, secondary schools, even businesses okay. are deflecting it onto the government and saying, oh, you know, we need more support, more counsellors, more uh, material out there. But for me, you know, mental health is your own mind. You know, yourself, 99% of it is created by, by yourself. You. And the best way to deal with it is by you. you. And I'm going to say that again. You create it, so therefore you have to deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. And I think, that's the, I think that's the part that makes mental health uh, a, a, a battle for most people. And even the government in itself. It's because it's, it's conflicted in its, it, why it's, it's risen up. It's risen up because we as a society have decided, hey, forget, forget reflection, forget mindfulness, forget you actually thinking, talking to yourself and realizing, do I really want this? We've said, drown that with things. Do you understand? Yeah. We've, we've drowned our thought process, we've drowned our reflection, we've drowned our consciousness with all sort of toxic things that we know, by the way, are not good, but we've drowned them. But then guess what? Just because you've slept a bandit on something that's got an infection doesn't mean the infection is not growing. So, so true. So it's very interesting that when I was walking down the store the other day and I saw two brands and these two brands are very clinical in what you do. So for me, health, you know, cage is all about, you know, eating the right things and having the right lifestyle. So therefore, water mm-hmm. is probably the best way to hydrate yourself. Normal water from a tap. 100%. Okay. But... And also eating fruit and vegetables Watermelons, you can do that. is probably the best. But the question is, is brands called Innocent and Honest. Smoothies. And you think that chocolate bar is an honest bar. 
is that really going to help you? And then there's another brand, you know, not to knock about it, Coca-Cola, oh no, it's innocent, and it's innocent juice. Does that going to make me a better person? You know, for me, I want to use a paper straw. Don't use the damn straw. That's the bit I was like, there's a big conflict between plastic straw ban and paper straws. Guess what? The best solution, don't use a straw. But guess what? We want to use the straw. Why? Because we want to look cool. <laughs> I think that's the reason. I've, I've been. I've explained to people why do people uh, a straw or not straw. It doesn't make sense because guess what? If we're gonna go to bamboo straws, we're gonna cut down bamboo trees, <laughs> and we're like, oh, we need to plant more bamboo trees. So it's just like, okay, okay. If we if we turn to this new way of doing things, guess what? We're cutting down more trees. But if we use plastic straws, then they're not gonna, they're not biodegradable. We are messing up the environment. But we're connected to that brand or connected to that straw and that's what it is. Everyone else is doing it. And so there's the question of how do you change the paradigm? Someone said to me, do you know what? Someone said to me, oh, I, don't, I, I use straws because the lids are dirty. I'm like, well, let's wipe them. How about that? Okay, we can go on this connection phrase <laughs> all day. So we're going to wrap it up and do some takeaways, okay? Cool. Right. So, so I'll kick it off first. So. Right, go on, Jen. So for me, people getting connected, connect with people from different environments, different thought processes. Yeah. Don't fear that. There's too many people who get connected to light. So similar-minded people. You are not going to grow. No. Having a debate with someone, having a conflict with someone is good for growth. Having friends who have different pers perspectives is growth. Mm -hmm. And that's what you've got to be. You know, for me, I've been married for 14 years. I love asking the question of people who've been happily married for 40, 50 years. And ask them, what's the secret? You know, you, you, you look great. Your couple look great. You look healthy. How do you do it? You, how do you do it? And they just look at me. I'm hungry because I want to build a my relationship too. Mm -hmm. You know, I see sometimes there's a great couple. I don't want to mention their names because they'll be embarrassed. They've got two beautiful sons who are phenomenal, got great uh, careers, just humble lads. And I always ask them, so, mm. what's the secret? I want my kids to be good as that. Yeah. And they're just, you know, I want the nuggets from them. Yeah. Why, why are people not going to ask that? Exactly. So please get connected, you know, especially to young people. Talk to someone who's already doing it. I don't know why young people don't want to connect with older people. They want to be disconnected, you know. When you graduate, everyone is lost, and I agree. I've got two nieces who are going through a journey of finding that career and finding that job. Um, I went to uni too, you know, mm. and I, I, you know, I remember filling in hundreds of application forms and, <laughs> and getting a lot of rejections and going to interviews. We've gone through the process, but no one's ringing me up. No. You know, and that's where mm. people need to be connected for people with it. Yeah. The second takeaway, for me, experience will always go over the brands. Mm -hmm. so be connected to something. Mm -hmm. what's going to really challenge you you know there's great there's a lot of people going for 5k runs that's cool man that's easy my 5 year old daughter can do that yeah. why not a marathon why not 10k run not 15k run but guess what not for yourself with others yeah. you know for me running 5k with a 6 year old is better feeling with a 6 year old because for her it's pushing her body to the limits yeah. and she's dying and crying and everything I still remember my daughter doing the 5k run in Abbey Park but by the end she was knackered. I carried her to the car, but it felt good because a six-year-old did 5K. Whereas next to me, a 65-year-old was holding the medal, oh, I did 5K. That's not great achievement, really. Mm. 
I'm being quite transparent about that. So be connected with someone, what will be a huge achievement for them. Yeah. Okay? And finally, books over looks. Okay? And a lot of people connected to their looks, you know. I need to buy that makeup. I got to buy the clothing. I got to behave in a certain way. But for me, don't be connected to your looks. Mm -hmm. Be connected to the books. Read. You know, challenge and exercise your mind, you know. There's a great session I did with a group of young people two days ago and I was yeah. like, what books are you reading? And one out of 25 people were reading some content or book, you know, TED Talks, there's stuff on YouTube, on. there's so much stuff out there, even podcasts, this podcast, other podcasts, there's so many things yeah. you could up-level yourself, but guess what? That's what you've got to do, but more people are worried about the hair and conditioner yeah. and shampoo and, you know, going to the barbers for half an hour every week or getting the beard trimmed every week every week that's why all these barbers are opening making some crazy money you're more focused on your looks but for me focus on the books that's right that's right wow yeah, amazing nuggets for me um i think my nugget is pretty simple for me get yourself connected get yourself plugged in if you want to join a club a rowing club go a rowing club guess what you will meet people there don't be afraid also, second point, don't be afraid of connecting with people from different life experiences. You will learn a lot of things from there. Find people, doesn't matter if they are old, it doesn't matter if they're young, you can still learn from them. Kids teach you that you can still dream again. The old people teach you that reflection is so important. So get those two things down. Then I probably the third and final thing I would say for me is... The more you connect, the better you become. And the better you become, the more you connect again. So it's like a feedback loop. You connect, you're better. You connect again, you become better. But then people are watching you. Remember that you are an example for someone regardless of whether you feel it or not. You are an example. Be an example. Be good. Yeah, be that beam of light. You know, that's what we want to do. We want people to break away yeah because obviously for me life is tribal yeah so there's a great scenario in um, madagascar mm. where all the zebras are looking one way because all the zebras are looking that way but there's one zebra looking the other way and there's a lion there who's going to attack them yeah and when he says there's a lion next to me because there's 99 zebras looking one way they don't believe the one zebra yeah but now <laughs> he's trying to be the one zebra because he's looking out the opportunity there to so try and be that one zebra just because everyone's looking that one way doesn't mean it's because right. what happens next when the lion roars 99 zebras all turned around yeah and that's where you got to think about wow i love that chair anyway guys thank you so much for listening to mind fuel if you got any questions or any things you want to add don't be shy do send in a message or a voice note uh you can follow us on uh Mind Focus Discipline, uh, Mind Fuel, our homepage, Spotify, Apple, Lightmans. You can find chat there, our content there. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. That's great. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.